Welcome. You are listening to I Might Be Wrong, and you're listening to A Hidden Track. We are back again, as promised. We have some more new music that we're excited to share. How are you doing, Henry? Yeah, very well, thanks. The coffee's kicking in. Life's good. How are you doing? Excellent. Yep. Very, very similar. We're recording earlier in the day than normal, so we're, we're on the coffees rather than the beers. Yeah, the sun is shining. And yeah, let's get into some new music. I think it's your turn today. Who have you chosen? Yeah, so I have chosen an artist that I've been a fan of for quite some time, Nadine Shah, who I don't know if I've pointed her out to you in the past. I don't think that we've ever spoken about Nadine Shah, and she's definitely on my radar. I'll let you talk about her first, and then I'll chip in because um, <laughs> I've got some. I, yeah, Nadine Shah's a really. I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts, but <laughs> you, you, you introduce Nadine Shah to people who don't know her. All right, so she is from Tyneside, and this is her fourth album, which I was. I mean, I wasn't surprised by, but I'm sort of surprised that she's not better known by now because she's just been releasing high quality music for a while. I first came across her when she released Fast Food, which is her second album, because I heard a track called Stealing Cars, which is this brilliant, moody, brooding, guitar-led thing that is just fantastic. And it's a bit PJ Harvey-ish, which is why it caught my ears and probably something that you're going to comment on, I guess. But she's the kind of person that she uses the music to discuss broken relationships and that's with partners, with society, with culture and with politics. She's really fearless. Like her lyrics are amazing. And she's also, her parents are Norwegian and Pakistani. So there's an interesting cultural backdrop to a lot of her music. And she, she explores that both lyrically and musically, probably more in the last album or two than she has previously because i think she's becoming more aware of how that backdrop not necessarily more aware but more willing to talk about how that backdrop has influenced her life and her music yeah she's she's fascinating i hear her on six music quite a lot Mm -hmm. and it's weird i love listening to her music when i'm driving in the car i love it it's Mm -hmm. some of those tracks and she's she's quite she releases lots of good music. It's yep. not just like a single here and there. She releases some really, really interesting stuff. When I'm not in my car and I'm sitting at home or I'm trying to do some work and the Dean Char comes on, I can't listen to it at all. That's fascinating. Just complete mental blank. I just, I don't know whether she's too intense, um, I guess is maybe a word to describe her music. It is quite, quite powerful. But I just can't sit down and listen to a Nadine Char album outside of going for a drive. It's really weird. She is... She is very intense, and you you are entirely correct there. I think comparisons to artists like PJ Harvey and Nick Cave have been made, and I think you have to think about her in that sphere in terms of how how much that's going to grab you, and and ultimately, I think you you might be fairly on on the nose there in terms of like it's great driving music. I have a tendency to listen to her while I'm editing photos or doing something where that element of the music takes away the part of my brain that gets easily distracted so it's really focused on her but I could imagine it would be very difficult to do something that is writing based in terms of then having her on at the same time because I think I'd be distracted by her rather than the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing um she's she is musically 
guitar indie is probably where most people would put her but there's jazz influences and eastern music and she's becoming more and more experimental so i i think she's quite genre fluid from that perspective yeah i would i keep thinking of her as a kind of more generic genre fluid artist who has a guitar in her hand from most of the time generic seems a bit harsh that's where no actually no that's not what i mean She's not pigeonholed in the indie category right, for me. Right, and that's where I think she started out for me. Stealing Cars is definitely yeah. a guitar-y indie track, but everything beyond that has just explored a lot of different spaces. She's super interesting, and her work it really does kind of push the push the boundaries of your standard standard indie style songs. Right. So yeah, I'm a I'm a fan, but just there's something about her music that i can't quite latch onto well her previous album was called holiday destination and talked about the destruction that western society has wreaked on places in the middle east and syria and things like that which is certainly an interesting take and quite a brutal dismantling of of western politics which i found it quite hard to get into more from a musical perspective than a lyrical one this album equally as hard work don't expect it to be immediate and easy listening it is it's hard work to get into but once you've tuned into it it's an incredible album it's so powerful musically it's wonderful there's some really cool stuff going on in here the album opener is called club cougar and it's got all these kind of whoops and whistles and there's this angry female danger lurking under the surface i'm sure you can uh, yeah I think we can all understand those female artists who have this huge power, but they don't make a big thing out of having the power. It just lurks under the surface, which I love. I think it's a really cool thing to be able to to have that as part of your, your music. She's got that in spades, hasn't she? So. Absolutely. And this is talking about, well, it sort of hints at like evenings out and getting hit on by idiots so there's there's a particular lyric that's aimed at a feckless individual trying to court her where she talks about him being one year younger call me a cougar your conversation makes me abhor you all this kind of stuff it's really really brutal and very very funny at the same time awesome that's a great track and then dilly dally is this very on edge track it it feels like she's balancing on a very fine edge somehow it's sort of a bit out of kilter and it it was one that didn't i don't know that i liked it straight off but more and more the more i've listened to the album this has been a track that's really started to grab me yeah i'm uh i'm, I'm mega interested and I'm, I'm glad you brought her up as a hidden track because yeah she's she's a very interesting artist that i think people should should be aware of yeah i've seen her live a number of times i saw her three times in a year i think just after she'd released i think it was after she'd released fast food and as she was getting into writing for holiday destination uh, i was still living in london at the time and i saw her a couple of times in london and i think yeah yeah it would have been end of the road because i was there with my sister and a few other people and we went into the teepee tent and it must have been one in the morning and I was shit-faced. And Nadine Shah was at the bar, so I got chatting to her and my sister had to drag me away because I was fanboying <laughs> a bit too hard. Awesome. So if Nadine ever listens to this, apologies for bending your ear and being obnoxiously drunk. I, I don't think I was... I don't think I was that guy. You didn't call her a cougar. I'm pretty sure I didn't call her a cougar. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't hit on her. I didn't hit on her. I was just very excited to see an artist that I, you know, creatively admire a lot. 
and I think I fanboyed a bit too hard for my sister's liking. Yeah, maybe maybe you've got a song there somewhere. I'm sure she Nadine <laughs> I hope not. To let us know which one it is. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on from that. Who have you got this week? Uh, I've totally stolen one from you. In that you gave me the Beths, and I'm going to steal them because I like the Beths. It's your thing. It's my thing. It's 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 fun, sparky indie pop. They're from Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, they're they're a four piece, and they released an album in 2018. The Beths. The, 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 the they're not, not sex, but four. <laughs> Well, I've seen them. I've seen them a bunch of times, and they come on stage, and she's like, "We are the Beths." It's like, "Ah, Kiwis!" And this is Elizabeth, the lead singer, who um, yes. is uh, yeah, Elizabeth. They released an album in 2018 called "Future Hates Me," and they've just released a follow-up called "Jump Rope Gazers." Um, how to describe them? They're they're super fun. The first album is more raw. Yeah, they really burst onto the scene with that first album. They've got lots of kind of clapping and whoops and harmonies yeah they are pop punk with a very very heavy emphasis on the pop yeah they remind me that first album reminds me of ash when they were teenagers and they literally tumbled out of school or actually ash was still in school when they were recording some of their stuff and it's full of just sparky drive and it's great their new album which has just come out is well worth a listen it's quite different it's a, bit, it's a bit more indie pop. Some of the songs are slower. They're heading towards balladry on some of them, which means that the enemy now hate them from loving them, which I, I kind of <laughs> like. The enemy can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do like going onto the enemy review sites just to see what they say. And the enemy have gone from loving them to hating them. So I, I quite like that. I really like it. But then I don't mind a bit of pop as long as it's really well-written pop. And this is really well-written pop. Yeah, there, there are no crappy tracks which weigh the album down. All right, tell us, tracks, what should we be listening to? Dying to Believe is the second song on the album. It's great fun. Jump Rope Gazes after that, and then Acrid after that. Those those three songs, I think, will just give you a complete picture of the Beths as they are now. They're, they're brilliant, and uh, yeah, I can't get enough of them. Yep, absolutely. I wanted to highlight... I'm not getting excited because it's a brilliant, brilliant way to open an album. Just just an absolute upbeat pop punk belter of a track. Yeah, actually that that's great too. That's an absolute fantastic song. So yeah, I, I'm I've completely shamelessly stolen them from from you. Yeah, you have. But then I have Max to thank for putting me onto them in the first place, who is my old London gig buddy, now Bristol gig buddy, and the first tickets that I've bought during lockdown for post-lockdown gigs is for the Beths. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so you'll have to get a ticket and come along and watch them with us. Well, yeah. I, I was going to try and say more about the Beths, but the cat is falling asleep on my the Beths notes, so I can't actually get to them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm basically flying blind, but who cares when they're releasing music that's fun? That's all right. I think we've got most of it. Go and listen to them because, honestly, they'll make you smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Cheers, Henry. Thank you, Rich.